You are listening to Aldrin Simpia on SAFM. It is 10 minutes after 4 o'clock. In conversation next with Elise Parker, the press officer at Four Paws. Animal organization Four Paws says it has been engaging government to take action to address ownership and trade of big cats in South Africa. The escape of Sheba the tiger caused outrage across the country around the ownership and captivity of big cats. The organization is also calling for an end to commercial breeding of big, big cats. Midval local municipality mayor uh, Peter Texera also said on this this show that legislation needs to be tightened to prioritize both the safety of people and wild animals. How have engagements with government over the past few years been going? We speak to Elise Parker and any questions perhaps that you have for Elise Parker when it comes to the issue around legislation as well as of course, here in South Africa, as we now know, um, you don't need a permit to own a tiger. So if you want to own a tiger, if you can afford then you can get the tiger, I guess. Elise is now joining us on the line. Elise, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. Is it really that easy? Alden, I just need to explain that in four provinces of South Africa, you don't need that permit, and that permit is specifically for having exotic species animals. And tigers, of course, being non-South African, they would count under the non-exotic species. But I think what I need, I think what you want me to address now, is to just look back last year, what has happened on the legislation side of things. Um, Alden, so what we have in September last year, the Minister of um, Fisheries and Forest and the environment, Baba Creasy, put out a request via a draft concept of a new legislation on South Africa's biodiversity to see what can be changed to make it a better deal for South Africa on the environmental side. And for that, she also asked that a specific management of the five South African iconic species be addressed. And that was also then lines. That included lines. And that is where we can come in and our expertise and we can give some submissions on that. We did make a submission for that draft concept and we said please we see that the management of lions are included in this and also the management of lions in captivity but we would need this to be addressed in a bigger picture way and also please include tigers mm. because tigers wasn't included in this draft concept in November the minister came back and just asked for submissions to the second draft of course that thing is, is a draft that was altered and then once again we said please can you include tigers in this. On the strength of that legislation, which of course now this year the drafts would be considered and a new draft would be going to Parliament, um, on the strength of that, a lion task team has been appointed by the Minister who will this year look at big cats in captivity, but they will be looking at lions. So what they need and what the instruction was from the Minister is that they should look at an exit strategy for lion farmers to make it able that big cats are not commercially bred anymore. And those big cats then would be the lions, not commercially bred and not commercially traded. So that was actually what would mm-hmm. have happened last year on a legislative level. So considering that you have tigers that are listed on the CITES Appendix 1, um, why yes. would we not have legislation around the protection um, of these tigers? What we did 
Aldrin, and which is very important that we should consider now. It's last year in November, CITES COP19 took place. And from the four poor side, we had international representation from our side on a panel there that we have arranged to specifically look at tiger farming because the international enforcement, the cooperation on that side is very important to us. And CITES then met together and on this panel also, and they made recommendations after the summit so what should be happening to tiger farming specifically afterwards and yes one of the calls they have made is the closure of tiger farms which they acknowledge as facilities of concern to end all the commercial trade in captive bred tigers and also then in closing down tiger parks and then also closing down tiger farms one of the reasons for this is that they found that there is no comprehensive strategy at present to address the exploitation of all exotic species like tigers and even there where there are recommendations from CITES um, and parties have signed to these recommendations for law enforcement on that side where that is not being kept like South Africa where one of the countries not keeping some of these recommendations from CITES that there should be more policing of that and there should be more investigations on that. What they also recommended Aldrin which is very important to us and this is, of course, where we'd like to take hands with the government this year, is that they also said that the policing and the law enforcement of everything that's already in place from their side is not taking place. And this should, at national level, to all the parties assigned to COP19, that this should take place. And this is one of the things that we'd like to see to this year, is to take hands with these enforcement agencies and to take hands, Mm -hmm. because this is not a problem that we can solve from our side. Aldrin, the good news is that at the beginning of last year, we went to the public and we said to them, please, we need your help because we can't solve this problem alone. And 160,000 people um, signed our petition called Break the Vicious Cycle because we need to break that vicious cycle. So we've got the South Africans with us and we want to tell um, the government, please take hands with us and South Africans. Let's end the commercial breeding of all big cats and also of tigers. Do you know whether a local municipality, for instance, like Midval, can come up with their own bylaws that um, have restrictions and also requirements for permits if you do have exotic animals, or is national le- would national legislation trump all of that? Oh, it is a field of work here, Aldrin, because what we do did for our International Year of the Tiger report that came out in January last year is we actually went to all the provincial governments because we wanted some stats because at present we don't know how many tigers are in captivity or being bred in South Africa. So we went out, we are a research-driven organization, we said, please help us from provincial side. Please, can we use your database? We had to put in prior requests, Aldrin, to see if we can get this information and out of the nine provinces we only had three of them coming back to us that actually could give us this information how many target mm. permits have you given that was in Popo, it was Gauteng and it was um, the Cape province the Western Cape yes and so then we could get some of these stats but yes from the provincial side the databases are not um, by regulation caped in these provinces. Um, we could not get actually what the permit systems are. We got information on that. But it is 
something between second tier and third tier, which is municipal governments. This is also something that they need to sort out, that regulations are not in place. And where the regulations are in place, they are not challenged like a municipality would say, I'd like to do our own bylaws on this. But of course, they are allowed to do that because they are allowed to decide what will happen in their part. But they need to speak to provincial level and the provincial level. So we need a comprehensive strategy between all tiers of government on this. Yeah, and one of the issues that you point out in that information pack last year, the year of the tiger, is around um, how, for instance, this legal industry has made the illegal trafficking of big cat of, of, of big cat parts, this is, easier as illegal and additional parts can be mixed with legal shipments. That is correct, Aldrin, because um, on the face of it, when you look at line bones, and when you look at tiger bones, and that is what is being exported, it looks the same. So, so for instance, you want to export the line bones, you can slip tiger bones in there. So there is legal exporting of wild um, lions and wild tigers. There's illegal exporting as well. But the recommendations that was made on, um, on a constitutional level, because there was actually a court case about the lion bones in 2019, where one of the NPOs challenged the lion bones quota. Mm. And after that, the government could not give us any permits anymore, and which constituted a moratorium on that as well. But on the face of it, if you look at lion bones, if you look at tiger bones, they still look the same. So they can be slipped, and um, a report that came out afterwards by by a group of investigative journalists did indeed then confirm that this is what is happening. Yeah. Let's quickly take a comment on 0614104107. Good afternoon, Aldrin. What did you say? Like, one doesn't need a permit to own a tiger. Yo, Aboshi Babasazo's again, dog. Yo, Tabo here. Okay, I guess at least just a quick um, reiteration again of that explanation around the issue of permits. Okay, so at present in South Africa, in Gauteng, in the Northwest, in Limpopo and Mpumalanga, you don't need a permit to keep an exotic species animal. And tigers being non-South African, they are regarded as an exotic animal. You don't need a permit for that. What you do need then and is to, for the database, is that they will register it from the provincial side if they can get that information. But at present, we don't know how many tigers in South Africa, because the six other provinces, they can't give us information on that. And they did not want to answer our prior requests when we went to them and said to them, please, can you help us on this? Yeah. To manage this problem, we need information, but they could not give us information. No information received after various requests. And would, there, would this also mean no legislation around the trophy hunting when it comes to tigers specifically or the four, uh, uh, the four big cats? Um, when it comes to cats in captivity, you of course know, Aldrin, that one of the biggest problems around that is that this vicious circle. Now, I need to just explain that the that, that, uh, vicious circle, um, the BTDC um, um, campaign that we have, that this circle begins when we get the selfies taken. So you have a little cup, and this is where it starts. 
sorry, a selfie is taken of the cub. So a little bit a while later after that, on the lion farms, very often you get that the lions are walked with when they're teenagers because now they can't sit on the laps anymore. Once they, after that phase, they then become breeding lions. Once they pass that phase, they become the, the lions that are shot, and after that is the lion bones that will be exported. This is the vicious cycle that we want to break, and that is what I told you with our petition. This is where we come in and say, this is the vicious cycle. South Africans must help us. In the first phase, don't support lion farms where you go to take a selfie because that is where the vicious cycle starts so every one of us can make a difference to big cats in captivity by looking to break this vicious cycle elise thank you so much for your time elise parker is the press officer at four paws